What's up, everyone? This is V, aka Vernon English, and yeah, <sighs> what can I say? I guess I'm sober. <laughs> Quite sober, a quarter half sober right now. So if I slur my speeches and or talk about anything obscure in any way, shape, or form, I attribute it to my inadvertent sobriety of me smoking weed just for a moment. I really didn't feel like rolling up. But uh, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> a fun fact about me is that I often tell people that I do certain things when I'm sober and it's always a fun thing to figure out uh, what things I do sober and what things I do when I'm not. It's one of those things or dynamics where uh, you decide as a human um, the things that you want in your life and the things that you don't want in your life and how they kind of have this dichotomy of both, but I'm not really impartially either of them. So yeah, when I do certain things and once again, I'll tell someone it's just, I guess, a mentality of the understanding of the human nature and the things that you uh, put in it. Oh, I just figured out something in my garage. That's pretty cool. So there's this other mentality, too, and I'm learning and fixing things in my garage that I had known that were already there. But let someone know about this and hit the subscribe button and uh, just tell them about this podcast and how crazy and insane it is. It's not just a mentality of insanity or not. It's just what can you find from one podcast to the next that is completely different, the content difference. It could be so many different uh, amount of things that makes something better. But I, I don't know. This sobriety thing is kind of weird, walking around. And I kid you not, I, I can't even put it into words and how to even describe it, how I'm just... I do more high things when I'm sober than when I'm not. It's the weirdest thing ever. I can't even put it into words. But anyway, so this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. To anybody who doesn't smoke weed and or is an avid podcast listener, this is the weirdest podcast that you probably will hear in your entire life. So sit down, enjoy something, grab some tea, I don't know, smoke some weed for me, and um, yeah. <laughs> There's this other uh, not possibility, but this consideration of what I was thinking about before I got here. And as a writer, there are many, 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 many multitudes of things that I comment on or that I, I give mental notes about. And I, I was reading, not reading, but um, basically, you know, watching something and thinking about what it was that I wanted to read later today. And obviously comic books are the first thing that comes to mind, but it's just a thing, right? Where I don't even know how to even describe certain things about people. And one of the interesting things about how I view life is that my view always changes. So it changes from day to day. And the interesting thing about my inspiration and it's like the main reason why I, I comment on my podcast and let people know that this is a running theme 
if something comes back into my attention or my view, like if I feel this compulsion to type something in or to hear this said message that I've heard before, there's some credence, there's something in my mind that has this as a, a remembrance and it, it makes that experience that much more better as to questioning why I would look something up on this certain day versus any other day in the week or why I would, you know, gravitate towards this thing and any other point in time I would not even be thinking of those things. So what is the catalyst that brought me to said message? And I was thinking today and I was watching this lecture and I was like, yo, this is fresh, like this is real, real fresh, like it's dope the way that this person was articulating things that could not be articulated and to describe things in a very simple fashion but very, as someone else described, sharp and very acute uh, way of presenting those words to someone so that they understand and get a better understanding as to their own experience and not from a, a level of, what would you call, height or esteemed uh, as they would call it, or, or being that way versus actually being on level ground and having that experience to share with someone else. Now, I give many examples, and this is only as a reference so that people don't lose what it is that I'm mentioning or just have this going into a tangent that makes no sense. The best reference I can give someone, and I consider this a writer's studio, and so this is for others who are writing books, writing their journal, writing, I don't know, scripts, writing anthologies, writing comic books, coming up with your own content, all right? And this is for the continuity of their whole entirety of their career. So the continuation of things for I don't know, however long that you choose to write, uh, seven years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the case may be, uh, my writer's studio is a bit different. It's a bit unorthodox. It's a bit, uh, obviously I smoke weed, so you can attribute any of those negative responses to that. But I have this sense of understanding just a little bit differently than what someone else may mention their experience to be. And so that's if you were in a movie theater and somebody was sitting in a row, I would inevitably be sitting in a different row and I would have a different review for the movie that we're watching by default. And that's how I view life. And a lot of people are having not the same reviews, but they're having different aspects of viewing what it is that they're experiencing and having, uh, what would you call, the, the like button it is a bit shared uh, in that aspect because people are liking the same things. That's a good thing. And also not so much of a good thing because then people feel the need of not expressing themselves or that somebody else has already said something and that they don't need to or that their voice isn't heard. And, and that necessarily is not the case. The first thing that comes to mind as a writer that I revere and look up to is this sense of responsibility. 
and I was thinking about this. I'm like, why am I watching this like guru talk about things that you know philosophers have marveled at since the beginning of time? Like, why would I listen to such a thing today? Like, what in my head compelled me to type this name in? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it had to have been one of these three of the option. And I say this to other writers, right? Like, I'm speaking to you from, you know, my phone and my own basement and this, this, that, and the third, but I'm imagining myself speaking at my esteemed self or whatever I want to be and speaking from a TED talk and speaking to thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people at the same time. And, and so it kind of alleviates this me or you guys being in your underwear and, and then me being naked type of mentality. It, it kind of takes away from that. So then I'm already prepared because I've been doing it all along. But to you as a writer, as a young writer, as an esteemed writer, as my peer, you must understand that the writing never stops. The life is of writing, like art imitates uh, fiction and life. And, and the three overlaying themes that slapped me in the head before I came down here to record was life, death, and love. That's simply it. Those are the three things from experience as a human, as a being, as an entity that I identify with more so than any other experience in this entirety of life. Um, there, there are so many other different comparisons. There's so many different ways of expressing self that the one thing that I know as for certain that I can do and can articulate is life, death, and love. And those are cool things, and, and those are interesting aspects because everyone has them as a reference. Everyone talks about them uh, quite gingerly, if not at all times, if they, <laughs> they're talking about music, if they're talking about something that they love. It branches and deviates from these things, life, death, and love. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, all right, all right, cool, 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 right? What else can I add on to this? And, and I'll talk about this in the next podcast after um, you guys like this one, just to give some tidbits as to TV shows that talk about certain things. But I'm talking about myself as a, a person, as a writer. Like, it, I love how people presuppose how my emotions act and, and then how I will react to something um, as a grown man <laughs> versus how I truly react. And, and so it's, it's a dual, uh, almost triple aspect of looking at yourself in third person and floating above yourself and floating above yourself to the right and floating above yourself to the left and then floating above yourself um, behind you and then looking at all points and making um, a uniform decision as to what it is that you're experiencing I often find um, not everyone gets to that opportunity to do so or have the time to do said thing and have the sense of retrospect but like I, I sat down today and I actually thought about it and I was like yo life death and love right what does that even mean? Like, yo, like, 
everybody's clamoring onto this thing of life, right? And staving off this thing called death, which surrounds us all and at all times. You could see it in, if you have a good eye for it, but it, there, there's so many different things that, I mean, that life is amazing. Like you could spend your whole lifetime, pun intended, observing life and, and you still wouldn't grasp every infinitesimal moment of it in its entirety. It's an amazing thing. I never, when, when somebody mentioned that, you know, the human beings were uh, not a catalyst, but basically a sickness to the world, and I looked, and then I looked back, and then I looked at that person, you know what I'm saying, mentioning this, and seeing did they read it out of a book or something like this? Did they just develop some idea that somebody else had? And, and ultimately, my conclusion at the time was that that was the case. Like this, true. This person didn't truly believe that. They just, you know, had someone say it as an idea, and then they was like, "Oh, that's a great idea. I'm gonna develop that too," and then foster that, and then perpetuate that to someone else, such as myself. But that's where it inevitably ended. I never, for once, believed that you know human beings would be a sickness to the thing that is so beautiful. When in, in its entirety, human beings are beautiful too. They just do stuff differently. That's pretty much the consensus. And life kind of mirrors that in many, many ways where you have the ability and you have this notion to create or move or change something. And I won't say destroy because that goes into a whole another philosophical point, but we'll get into that in the next one. But you get what I'm saying? Like, how can you develop something if you're thinking of yourself in the negative from the beginning? And to think of that is almost divisive at point, at base. Like, oh, well, human beings were sickness to the world. They are always malfunctioning. They just, they can't get right. Like, I don't know what to even call them, but they'll be okay. And for me, I'm like, how about that? There's so many different ways of expressing self that I refuse, I refuse, refuse, refuse to believe that someone's life did not have any credence, did any significance to the consciousness that is constantly pervading forever half in a day until long after I exist and breathe life. I refuse this. And the meanings of life and all these other different things, ah, that sounds all good on paper and stuff, but, but what about life that is happening after you ask this question, you know, and, and going deeper into those things that cannot be answered or rather questions that never can be answered? And, and people who usually do, uh, generally I find, don't know. And, and the people who know about those unanswerable questions don't say. And, and I revere that and I understand that and fun fact you know I've said this in many podcasts but this I have to state as in like I don't have students I don't have um, a said uh, a credential for teaching I'm just a man and I love painting I love writing I love all of these things in the creative aspect 
but not necessarily will you see me doing them 24-7. In an iconograph on a 24-hour day, I, I would be painting for a few hours or 30 minutes or however long that I feel like I should do so, but there's nobody you know, counting the clock and telling me that this was the right thing to do at the right time. This was also paramount to do as a writer to perpetuate this image to other writers and other artists like you need to be doing this like I chose those things myself and I'm constantly tweaking and meticulously going through and I can't say tweaking I'm constantly perusing and and, and meticulously going through and getting rid of the things that work for me and the things that don't and, and, and I feel that in my story that you know, I was telling someone the other day, and I'm like, yo, I want to add this into this. Like, so basically from the second book, you can definitely understand that the little litigator of Celestial and the Green Kings will inevitably, and this is no spoiler tags, have something to do with this walk of life. What I want to do and what I will do as I'm telling you and writing this in real time is have the Green Kings and the Little Litigator go throughout these different villages and go throughout Celestial and observe the things that the humans or humanoids, as I call them, or Manfroids, have done. It's an interesting thing to see people, but from the eyes of an innocent child who doesn't know anything about humanity or their nature or lack thereof. And I, I wanted to, and I talked about this in the last podcast, was this thing of nature versus nurture. And I, people think I, I talk in a confusing way, but I purposefully do so as to, you know, differentiate what people are saying and what they're thinking and then what they believe that they could get from me. And then understandably so, I, I present that reflection back to them, but not in the same light um, that they would think of it. Um, the best description I can give was somebody being a mirror and then me being the kaleidoscope uh, confusing and mixing up that said mirror like a funhouse, but inevitably reflecting that same image back to them. The thing that I, I want to have that as an analogy for the story is this sense of innocence from this young one. He's like 12, 13 or whatever, but the Green King and the Elder Green King with that sense of wisdom and that also mirrored sense of innocence, but they know the nature of man. Like they were there before they forgot their memories and they're there after uh, man has forgotten their memories. And they understand, you know, what raping and pillaging is. They understand what taking advantage of someone who cannot defend themselves is. And they automatically attribute it to nature and that man would do those things regardless of if they were there watching them or not. And so that's what I'm gonna end for right now. And that's once again, like this is how I write in real time. I'm writing this in my head, but best believe when I get in front of a pen and paper, there will be um, this cataloging of these ideas that I have and, and continuation. So that's just to show you guys, you can do it too. You guys can do it too. Hey. This is V, a.k.a. Verda English. Hit the subscribe button. Let someone know about the pieces. I don't even know how I'm going to run tomorrow, like how I'm going to just operate. 
I pretty much have attributed my body to, I don't even know, running on sugar. <laughs> have a great day, guys. Peace, peace.